DJ and PK, it is time to go to the bubble in Florida and talk with Aaron Falk from UtahJazz.com. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. Wow, you got the energy. You're amped up. Of course, you got a couple uh, hours. You're, you're a little more into your day. You've done a little writing, a little photography today, a little social media. Already, you know, a little, little bit of everything, especially with a game coming up uh, so soon. So, you know, it's uh, weird, weird schedules out here, but this whole thing's weird, and so it's all about being ready. So, where do you get to sit for the games? How close do they let you to the arena, the game, the action? How does that work? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, I'm as, as close a, uh, of a seat as, as you're going to get in the year. 2020 to a to a game um you know you you david know well where press row's gone over the over the years and <laughs> this is um you know this is tucked away in a corner there are um restrictions it's it's you know no one there's usually you would have people you know photographers on baselines during a game or or what have you and and there's no one on the hardware there's one um human camera operator in midcourt behind a barrier um and so I'm, t- I'm tucked away in, in a corner, but still first row of, of seating that there would be, and you're not allowed to move once you're there. Um, you know, no locker room access, no things like that. It's just sort of try to, try to limit your, um, your points of contact, essentially. How is the atmosphere? Because we see it on television with the piped-in noise and the virtual fans and all. I'm wondering, how is it actually in person? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's getting better. It's still um, a little strange. I, I, you know, watching the games, the other team's games, it, it looks pretty good on television. Um, in the arena, uh, you know, it's it's the, the virtual fan thing is still kind of funny and strange. And the sound um, is getting better. You know, it's it's sound that was recorded from the whatever team is, is uh, the home team for the game it's their fans um, recorded from previous games mixed by uh, you know I think three or four people mixing these things and and you know if you make a shot in the first quarter it's not quite as uh, emphatic and loud as if you make a shot in the fourth quarter that being said when, when Rudy Gobert goes to the free throw line uh, against the, the Pelicans and you know he's being booed or, or their cheers from the uh, the fans the New Orleans fans like it's not quite the same feeling at all and Donovan Mitchell said he felt like it was a kind of in a bad video game, and and I think you know there there are some people that aren't, aren't fans of that. So in a close game, do you feel the tension in the arena in the same way that you did, uh, you know, in January? Probably not, not just yet, and and maybe part of that is um, you know that right now this this Jazz team is does have a playoff spot clinched, and you know it's you're just still sort of getting back into the swing of things. Um, so not quite the same level, but, but yeah, I mean, I still definitely felt, you know, the urgency and um, what have you is, as Rudy was taking those free throws, you know, from, from both a, a basketball standpoint, a human standpoint, you're, you're monitoring the signal. And then just from a work standpoint, you're like, you know, if, if the difference between making or missing changes things in, in terms of what you're going to do post game. So, yeah, you know, you, you definitely feel that, but just not quite the same when you have 19,000 people all together, all, you know, giving off that same energy. It's, it's, it's certainly different. How many gyms are there, and do they play in the same one all the time? There are um, three game uh, 
venues, um, the HP Fieldhouse or, or what have you, uh, the arena, the main arena um, on the Wide World Sports Campus, and then uh, a, a Visa um, a themed arena. I don't know what the name of it. Um, but and then and then there are so they'll practice there from time to time, and then there are also um, a couple of hotels, um, including the one that we're staying at, that they have converted ballrooms into um, practice courts, and they've imported uh, the the courts from a few teams, Miami, Orlando, Indiana, and they've turned these ballrooms into, um, put two courts in each of the ballrooms, so there's practice times, and everybody gets a three-hour slot every day, whether they use it or not. Um, and, uh, yeah, so b- between it all, about six different places to, to practice and three different places for games. We're getting emails, you know, the Jazz have pra- have, uh, are not practicing today, so there'll be no Zoom media availabilities. Which is what would happen in the regular season. If they cancel practice, then you don't have the media availability at the end of practice. Uh, sure. Do guys go and get shots up? Because obviously three-point shooting has been an issue. When there's no practice, I get that's kind of a formal designation. But informally, do guys still go shoot? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's the case that would happen in, in you know normal times and back in Salt Lake. Um, the, the, you have that three-hour block. It's It's kind of precious time and guys are going to use that guys can also go ahead and schedule their own additional shoot around times if you know late late at night if they're trying to get in a little bit of extra work um beyond practice but yeah of course i mean with the amount of downtime you would have on it on an off day um guys still getting back into the swing of things you know certainly people are watching film um or we're getting a few extra shots in on on a non-practice day well, we know that the shots, particularly the threes, haven't been falling to the level that we had hoped for or expected. I'm wondering, hear me out on this theory. It's probably cockamamie, but I want to get your opinion on it, that they never really can get away from basketball like they could if they would go home. And so I'm wondering if it's wearing on their minds, particularly our Clarkson and the Yang, who are not shooting the ball well from distance. And I'm wondering if it just wears on them because they can't get away from it because you're down there and it's like you're it's this different environment. So maybe it's on your mind a little bit too much. Yeah, and that, that's certainly a possibility. I mean, there's there's a, there is a human aspect to all of this, um, you know. And and that that being said, you know, talking to. George yesterday and he said maybe the minivan needs needs a you know change out needs an oil change or some new fuel I need to hit a shot here but you know and then we were, we were watching the rain come down and he goes but you know all storms pass and those I think those guys will um, come around they they know that they're not hitting shots at the, at the rate they want to hit them and you know but they've they've done this their entire lives um, you know whatever the the reset that has to come you know it has to come within. The, the confines of, of this experiment and you know they I, I have a lot of faith in in a guy like George as his personality um, a guy like Jordan his personality as well to to kind of get their heads right and, and find their rhythm again so around the media Clarkson could be pretty quiet and all that which you know coming in midseason and they're all you know he doesn't know anybody and all that but then you hear players talk about how and actually I think it was Niang who was doing it who was talking about like he is one of the most happy go lucky guys on the team and always seems to be upbeat is that something uh, you've seen Yeah absolutely I was actually um you know recording a, a podcast with with Joe Ingles yesterday and um, and his wife Renee asked us what are some of the uh, you know surprises of, of being here and, and who have you learned about and, and just being around Jordan Clarkson a little bit 
um, is a, a surprise. I think, you know, a really probably an important trade, not only for from a basketball standpoint, but but from a locker room standpoint. He's a guy who's um, really breezy and really comfortable with who he is. You mean you see it in his uh, his game day attire, um, in, and you see it when he's interacting with his teammates. He's he's happy. He's um, just super confident. And he has a, a way of of being, um, you know, disarming people with with just how genuine and, and um, his, his comments are, but oh, I think a way of also talking to everybody on the team and, and maybe even, you know, saying some difficult things, but in a way that is going to resonate with everybody. So, yeah, I, I think he's um, actually a really, really important locker room guy at this point already. And, uh, you know, Joe Ingles said, you know, already one of my um, all-time favorite teammates, even though he's only been here for a few months. So you said that the locker rooms aren't open. I assume that's obviously post-game and pre-game, but then you just said you're recording that podcast that you've been doing with Joe and his wife. Is that something that you do on your own so you can have interaction with the players if they allow it sort of away from the team? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that was, I mean, the locker room is is closed um, for, it's a, it's a COVID precaution, right? They don't want people going in there and in a confined space. They don't want people trying to trying to limit the, the points of contact with players, and, and honestly, um, that podcast that we have been recorded was recorded both of us in separate hotel rooms on a uh, on a, like a Google Hangout. Um, so you know there are there are moments. There's a team room here. You know everyone has practices, and, and given how small the travel party is, people are, are interacting, and you're you're having some meals here and there with with everybody. Um, but yeah, there's still a precaution to try to keep people. You know, you're not supposed to have people in your in your rooms. You're not supposed to be in a locker room. There there are a lot of just precautions and, and things that have changed up just from a from the pandemic standpoint. Uh, you mentioned something about the rain, and we all saw that there was a huge storm going. Uh, you know, coming in and going up the east coast. Did you guys really get hammered by that? A little, a lot. What happened? No, just just a little. Um, you know, and it was one of the. The first things that the night we got here, um, you know, you, you get off the shuttle into the hotel and, and you have your, your first briefing from the NBA and, and, you know, it's like, hey, we're in a pandemic. We are um, aware of the, the social justice issues that are, are important and we want to keep those things going. Uh, there may be some alligators on the property and don't forget this is hurricane season. Like there are, there are a lot of things going on here, um, but, you know, we got email um, alerts and, and, you know, I think everyone kind of tracks those things on their own as well as the storm was coming. Um, you know, I, th- I think everyone feels also pretty safe in terms of what the, you know, we're inland and also that this resort has handled these things over um, you know, multiple times over the years. And, and there are plans and protocols in place. And then, uh, you know, it just, the storm broke down and it was like any other day it rained for 15 minutes, super hard. And then it was gone. We see the social activism, and we see it before the games, and Donovan Mitchell wore the bulletproof vest or the Zoom press conference and all that stuff. Is there any of that other stuff going on on this big campus? I think it's just an ongoing conversation. I mean, it's, um, you know, beyond the, the things that are that are seen on camera or, or, or the interviews that these players are giving, um, they're having a lot of these conversations themselves. And, you know, it's a lot of different t- team meetings that are focused on, on these things.
reading off some Hey, Aaron, can you hear us? Because uh, we lost you. You're all the way across the room. Sounds like you're on a speakerphone across the room, Aaron. All right, well, Yak, why don't you try to reestablish contact with him? Because uh, right in the middle of it there, that something happened. All right. Well, we'll find out uh, what Aaron was thinking there and uh, get back to you on that as that went away. All right, DJ and PK, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. PK, you're going to have to get that answer later, apparently. <laughs> that was weird. I, didn't I know. know what I don't know on. what happened. <laughs> uh, all right, DJ and PK, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.